But, Josephine, she didn't pay us. She foresaw the prospect of paying us. What on earth does that mean? When said by a clairvoyant, rather more than it might otherwise. But Madame Yanushki is a fake clairvoyant. Now then, Susan, that's where we have to be careful. We may privately believe she's a fake, but we were hired to clear her name. And I think we proved, against allegations of fraud, that there was an element of truth in all her predictions. Daunt and Dervish, detectives by appointment to Tulse Hill's premier spiritualist. I expected better cases than this, I have to say. Plus, if she'd foreseen we were going to miss the last bus... I thought you were fond of exercise. I am not fond of exercise. People who are fond of exercise, sort of a pair of cocker spaniels, I am fond of action. And of that, we are seeing precious little. Susan, we mustn't be impatient. I say, look. Oh, yes, a, t- a taxi. You cross the river and civilization finally exists again. No, over there, on the parapet of the bridge, that woman. Oh, my God. She's going to jump. <laughs> Wait, don't. <laughs> oh, quick, the river police. Oh, damn, the river police. Here, hold my shoes. Who's <laughs> oh, Hold on. Oh. I'm Daunt and Dervish by Guy Meredith Starring Anna Massey as Josephine Daunt and Imelda Staunton as Susan Dervish With Bill Patterson as Mackie and Bill Nye as Ted Sharping Episode 2 South of the Border Unfortunate girl. What could have caused you? Get away from me. Get away from me, both of you. Now then, calm down. We need to get you dry. Where do you live? None of your business. Why did you interfere? I don't want to live. Can't you understand that? Frankly, after six years of war, no. Well, I suppose we'd better take you back to my flat. That's in Covent Garden. No, leave me. The taxi's waiting at the top. Susan... Help me get her in. I don't want to. Oh, oh yes, of course. Right. Is there room for me as well? Miss Flora Matthews. Address? No. Just a couple of tickets for Lambeth Central Library and about five shillings in change and a set of keys. All looking remarkably dry. Here, Darjeeling. No sugar, of course, but real milk. Oh, Bill, you shouldn't. What a treat. Just so long as I don't have to drink it. Where I come from, tea is tea. But it isn't, you see. There are many different varieties. 
It's just like whiskey. <laughs> just as you have your single malts and your blends. With tea, there are leafy grades, broken grades, there's black, there's green. It is nothing at all like whiskey. Now, where did you find the puss? On the bridge. She must have dropped it when she jumped. Ah, Miss Dervish, the heroine of the hour. Morning. You deserve a medal by all accounts. Oh, hot lemon juice and two aspro would be more appropriate. Try to look on it as one of the perils of action. And I've laddered my stockings. Right, lemon. Don't worry, I'll give you my coupons. Oh, very comforting. I trust our little victim's got at least what I've got. Don't be unpleasant, Susan. When she wakes up, we can find out exactly what drove her to it. In lieu of having an actual case to work on, you mean? Well, the last lemon has long gone, I'm afraid. And uh, where do you keep the aspirin? In a cupboard in the spare bedroom. Oh. What's the problem? Just wake her up. What? She's got a bottle of aspirin in I wasn't her. thinking. Flora? Flora? Are you all right? She's locked it from the inside. Here, Flora! Just open up, will you? Ladies, if you will stand by. This looks like man's work. Oh, Bill, is that absolutely... Flora? Out through the window, I'd say. Well, the Aspera's here, at least. Perhaps she went for a lemon. This Josephine is a complete wild goose chase... On top of which, we're across the river again. Lambeth High Street. Why are you so snobbish about South London? Me? Snobbish? That's pretty rich. Until we went to see Madame Yanushki, the nearest you'd come to South London was the bottom end of Bond Street. We are in a foul temper today. I just don't like being unwell, that's all. So speaks <coughs> the war hero. Anyway, it's not a wild goose chase. We now have Flora's keys and the address of her lodging house. Only because the librarian wanted me to stop breathing over him. Plus, we have a responsibility. You rescued her from drowning. That doesn't make me her guardian angel. We could just report her missing to the police. Attempted suicide is a crime. Do you want her arrested on top of everything else? It would stop her jumping off bridges, at least. Ah, here. Number 23. Now, this looks like the front door key. There we go. Coming in. Yes, yes. This other key is presumably for her room. Whichever one that is. Goodness, it's dingy in here. Not to mention rather damp. It's only 500 yards from the river, which I might remind you is extremely damp. Hmm. Question is, which of these rooms is hers? Uh -huh. There are enough to choose from. Oh, look, where could ask this gentleman? Excuse me. Could you take the way? Let me through. Manners, please. What was his hurry, I wonder? I don't know, but something tells me we should check upstairs. You don't think... What? That she would come back here to, well, finish off the job, as it were. Oh, I sincerely hope not. I would feel that somehow I'd failed her. The door at the end of the corridor's ajar. Yes, it is. I'll go first. <gasps> what is it? Susan, is it her? No, it's not. Are you certain? Josephine, I know a naked man when I see one.
let's get this straight, shall we? You discovered the body on the bed here at about 12.30pm, having entered this house shortly before, searching for a Miss Flora Matthews, in possession of whose keys you were. That's correct, Inspector. Fearing that the aforesaid Miss Matthews might be intending to take her own life. In a non-illegal sort of way. And meanwhile, out there on the staircase, you were passed by a man in a hat, an overcoat and a hurry, whom you are unable further to describe. Well, it was rather gloomy. You'll have noticed yourself. Miss Daunt, uh, Miss Dervish. Dervish. Daunt. Uh, may I make myself perfectly clear? You have so far. I do not like private detectives. Do not like them at all. <coughs> Most are more dubious than the criminal fraternity itself. That's hardly fair. We have accreditation. I am aware of that. Also of the relatively short period for which your agency has been in existence. Uh, so perhaps now is a good time to remind you that investigation is a task for the police. But we weren't investigating. Oh, is that so? Do I take it then that you were simply blundering at random into rooms occupied by naked corpses suffering from fatal knife wounds? No, this is Flora's room. Her clothes are in the cupboard. We're not on a case, that's the point. Then heaven help us all if you were. Excuse me, sir. Yeah, uh, yes, Sergeant. Preliminary doctor's report on the body, sir. Yeah, out on the landing, man. We don't want these two clapping eyes on it. Maybe we should have just walked out of here without calling the police. Hardly an option. I think we were duty-bound. What do you make of him? The inspector? No, a corpse. Around 40, just under six foot, well-built. A couple of scars. How long do you think he's been dead? I'm, I'm no expert, but from the pallor of the skin, about 24 hours... What on earth is he doing in Flora's room? I don't know, but I feel I've shared the space with him long enough. Try to look somewhere else. I will. Oh, wait a minute. What's that? Under the bed. Where? There. Towards the foot. Oh, yes. But I don't know, it's a piece, piece of card or something. Can we reach it without them noticing? Well, we can try. This may be where a heavy cold comes in useful. If I cover for you. <laughs> oh. Oh. Can't quite oh, it. Miss Miss. What on earth are you doing down there? Oh, my, my, my colleague dropped her handkerchief. Yes, I'll, it'll overcome, I'm afraid. Yes, yes, well. Anyway, you'll be relieved to hear I'm letting you go against my better judgment. Your story has about as much support as Fan Rumney Wanderers on a wet February afternoon. But I don't have the grounds to detain her. Thank you, Inspector. That's very decent. But let me make this clear. If I come across you in this investigation again, you will be in trouble. Do you understand me? Big trouble. Oh, this is more like it. A trail to follow, even if unpaid. Let's see that betting slip again. Ted Sharping, bookmaker, Catford Greyhound Track. Oh, well, even if the trail leads us deeper into South London. Now, what would a naked man want with a betting slip? Come to that, why was he naked in the first place? That's simple enough. To hamper identification. If you burn the clothes, you destroy forensic evidence. Why was he in Flora's room is more to the point. Given that he wasn't actually killed there, you mean? No blood, no signs of a struggle. 
No, he was transported there somehow, already dead. And before Flora's suicide attempt, if my estimate is correct, do you think she's implicated? Perhaps. But what about the stranger on the stairs? A naked man, a clothed man, and Ted Sharping bookmaker. Who may be either or neither of the above. Oh, this looks like Catford. Oh, yes. Yes, I'm afraid it does. Oh, come, friendly bombs. Susan! It's not something you understand if you're born in Cheltenham. Perhaps we can make it up in the next race. Josephine, there is no next race. If only one could bet on the hare. If we did, it would be beaten into second. Well, perhaps it's time we had a word with our bookmaker. Yes, in all the excitement, I'd slightly forgotten the object of the visit. Still, I have to say, point to point's more my thing. Why do people bet on greyhounds? Because they abolished cockfighting. Oh, there he is, Ted Sharping. Hurry on, ladies and gentlemen, I've got an home to go to, even if you haven't. Alive enough, at any rate. Mr Sharping? That's what it says on the box, don't it? Let's see a ticket. I'm afraid we didn't actually win. Really? Well, this isn't actually Swan and Edgar. There's no money back guarantee. It's not that, Mr Sharping. We'd simply like to ask you a few questions. A few? Nah, not the Rosers, not you two. Not exactly, no. But if we said it was something to do with a man found dead earlier today... Man found dead? What's that got to do with me? One of your betting slips was by the body. Sometimes people take it hard when they lose. You can never tell. Now, if you will excuse me, I have to pack up. This wasn't suicide, Mr Sharping, not unless he was a contortionist. He was stabbed in the back of the neck. Now, look, it's not in my nature to be unpleasant to ladies, but if you continue with what sounds suspiciously like accusations... Please, Mr Sharping, calm down. We have no particular interest in the man himself, whoever he may be. We're more concerned to find a Miss Flora Matthews in whose room the body was discovered. Find Flora Matthews? Yes, well, do you know her? Well, I hope you enjoyed your evening, ladies and gentlemen. And don't forget our next meeting here on Saturday. Mr Sharping? Where is she? Where's she gone? That's the point. We don't know. Is there perhaps somewhere private we can talk? Yeah, my car. Well, why would she try to kill herself? Flora. We have no way of knowing that, Mr. Sharping. She wasn't exactly forthcoming. And by drowning? The river's close by where she lives. It presumably seemed like the simplest option. Oh, God. When did you last see Flora, Mr. Sharping? What? At the track a couple of days ago. The track? She was a barmaid. Too good for it, but... You just let her walk out of your flat. Climb out. I feel bad about it, too, Mr. Sharping, I promise you. Can I ask... What is your relationship with Flora? My relationship? Yes. My relationship is that I love her. That's my relationship. I see. You see? No, you don't. You see a rough diamond touching 40, drives a Bentley with a glove compartment full of petrol coupons, and a young girl of 20-odd, and you think it's disgusting, don't you? Not at all. Yes, you do. Ted Sharpin's a battler, that's true, but with Flora... Three months we've been together and I'm still at over heels. We're doing all we can to find her. Then do more than you can. From now on, you're working for me. I beg your pardon? Under the back seat is an old hall. Open it up. What? This one? Yeah. Inside is a night's takings. 
Wow, as the Americans say. Take 200 for yourself. 200 pounds? 200 pounds. I have to find her. I have to know she's safe. You understand me? Yeah, this is the elephant. You see that small street on the left down there? Is the Starlight Club. It's where I'll be if I'm not at the track. And you tell me as soon as you know anything. Anything at all. This'll finish a cord off quicker than lemon juice. <laughs> Here's to us. And to being on a fully paid case. Two hundred pounds. That'll keep the agency going for months. Uh, we could have an office bottle of one of those vintage malts that's supposed to be like fine tea. Eh, Josephine? I'm not convinced. You were the one that made the initial comparison. I mean about sharping, as a client. He may drop his H's, but he puts his money where his mouth is. Yes, but what sort of money is it? Where's it been? Is he on the level? We don't know anything about him. Well, we didn't know anything about Madame Yanushki. And she didn't have the benefit of carrying around bagfuls of cash. But that's the point, isn't it? We haven't established this agency to work for just anybody, particularly if we don't know which side of the law they're on. Sharping says he's in love with Flora, but what if he has another motive for wanting to find her? Such as? I don't know. There was something about the way he categorically denied all knowledge of the naked man and the betting slip. Presumably he wasn't naked when he placed the bet. That would certainly have stuck in Sharping's memory. Susan, you're avoiding the point. All right. Josephine, I understand what you mean. And given that Sharping's a bookmaker, he's unlikely to be totally on the level. But look at it this way. We're being paid to do what you wanted to do for nothing. Find Flora. And if we do find her, we can always ask her first whether she wants her whereabouts revealed to Ted Sharping, can't we? Yes, I suppose so. Well, it seems to me our biggest problem is knowing where to look. If Sharping can't help us, the trail's gone cold. Yes, except... Oh, except what? What have you been up to, Bill? Well, while you two were off gallivanting at the dog track, I had a word with the rack rent who owns Thora's lodging house. Oh. Thought it might be better to get to him before the police did. And? He'd seen a man coming out of Flora's room, too. Took it up with her on moral grounds. <laughs> moral grounds? Why, she was only paying a single rent. Anyway, turns out it's her brother. Or so she told the landlord. Shall I get it? Thank you, Bill. Her brother. Well, that's what you would say, wouldn't you, under the circumstances? No, but the man on the stairway. There could have been a family resemblance, you know. Josephine, you could hardly see anything on those stairs besides. He was all wrapped up. Even so, the build, yes. and maybe something in the features. I see. Well, thank you for letting us know, Inspector. Bill, what, what is it? A message from Inspector Morgan. I'm afraid Flora Matthews made another suicide attempt. And this time, she succeeded. Oh, I have to admit, I'm dreading this. Breaking the news to Sharping, he's got quite a temper. I'm sure we can handle that. It's Josephine I'm more worried about. She took it hard. She shouldn't blame herself. She could hardly have watched Flora day and night. She's too sensitive. Well, that's the difference between us. I'm thicker-skinned. Comes from being a field operative, I suppose. Aye, when you've seen combat, you're never the same person again. 
Is that why you decided to go into the detective business after the Great War? No, I knocked about a bit first, but with a bad leg, opportunities were limited. Besides, I've always been a bit of a loner. Which doesn't explain why you've teamed up with us. Well, even loners need company from time to time. And is female company more acceptable than male? Depends on the females concerned. <laughs> right, here it is. Oh, Starlight Club. Strictly members only. Don't expect ballroom dancing. <laughs> Illegal gaming would be my bet. It's a logical extension from the dog track. In any event, I have a premonition shopping isn't going to take the news about Flora at all well. I think it's just as well we left Josephine at home. Oh, please open the door if you're there. Yes? Madame Yanushki? It's Josephine Daunt. Ah, Miss Daunt. Uh, money. I am not forgetting. I cannot pay you now, but... I haven't come for the money. Not for money? No. I don't want it. I want to ask you a favor. You do not want money? Madame Yanushki, I need to contact somebody. How do you mean, contact? Someone who died. I have to speak to them, apologize to them. Can you help me? You mean, as medium, speaking to spirits? Yes. Can you do that? In right circumstances. Then could you try? Oh, please. I'm uh, not sure. Madame Yanushki, you're in our debt. Very well. Come in, Miss Adont. Come in. <laughs> she jumped from Lambeth Bridge again, apparently. And washed up way downstream. I'm, I'm so sorry, Mr. Sharp. Flora. Flora. The body has been identified. Apparently, there was no doubt. You said you'd look for her. You said you'd find her. We had no chance, Mr. Sharping. We were notified shortly after my colleagues met you. And there, and there was no letter? There was nothing? Not so far as we're aware. Oh. Obviously, we can't be sure where she was between the time we last saw her. And... <laughs> if you wanted any more details, you could contact the police. Why well, yeah, we the police? They're going to help a geezer like me, aren't they? There's a laugh. Everything was going right. Everything was set up. All this would be legit in a few years. Gaming clubs, you mean? Gaming clubs, off course, betting shops, a lot. They can't hold out forever. They'll have to license it. It's what the working man fought for. She, she could have lived like a queen. And now... Why? Why? We, we may never know, but... Just on the off chance, did Flora ever mention a brother to you? Yeah, Ronald or Robert or something. What's he got to do with it? He'll need to be informed, at least. You've no idea where to find him. No, now get out, get out. I want to be alone with this. Yes, of course. And, and under the circumstances, we couldn't charge a fee. We're returning your money. Here. Goodbye, Double zero. The bank Flora, are you there? Oh, 
Flora Matthews, you are unhappy. Speak to me. Speak through me. No, no good. I feel nothing from the other side. And you normally would, would you? You doubt my powers? No, honestly. All right. I admit, when we last came to see you, we were sceptical. But, um... I just mean, if she was there, would you expect to contact her? Disturbed souls, yes. They speak more dobrovolny, more freely. Still, I feel nothing but... From you? Yes. From me? Yes. From you, I feel death. Close by. What does that mean? You have seen someone after they pass it over. Was it her? Oh, no. It was a man. I have no idea who he was. But he did not die peacefully. No, I should say not. Then take my hands, please. Why? Take them. It may help. Now, think of this man when you saw him. It's not a pleasant image. Just concentrate, eh? Concentrate, yes. Yes. Now there is something. What? Shh. Shh. Madame Yanushki? No, it's me. My God. Who's there? Who's listening? I am. My, my name's Josephine Daunt. Uh, uh, are you the man on the bed? Done for me. Done for me. Who did? Ted Sharping? Tell me, who are you? Prissy. Prissy. Who is? You, you mean Flora? No. Flora here. Prissy. No. Flora here. <gasps> Madame Yanushki. Oh. Madame Yanushki, are you all right? Oh, I am. I am. Was there, was there a voice? Yes. And he seemed to know Flora. Or not. I, I'm not sure. Can we try again? Oh, not now. It is so exhausting when it works. That is why I fake usually. You fake usually? Not this time. For you, I do it properly. You're sure? You say no money, I do a real thing. What did the voice say? He said Flora was pretty, but that she wasn't there. What I say also, she is not there. Not on other side. You mean she's not dead? Oh, please. I must rest. Madame Yanushki, thank you. Must rest. Yes, thank you. You've given me hope and an avenue to explore. Please follow me, ladies. Thank you. Two questions. One, why do morgues always have such long corridors? I don't know. It's my first time in one. Well, lucky you. And second, why did you go to Madame Yanushki? Because I don't know any other mediums. This is a pretty bizarre hunch you have. Do you really believe she was genuine? You believe Sharping was genuine, don't you? Well, it certainly looked like real grief. Yes, Whatever else Sharping may be, I say he's a man in love. Then I'll trust your intuition if you trust mine. Uh, this way, ladies. Uh, you'll find it rather chillier through here. Oh, yes, it is a little. 
could I ask, as a matter of interest, who identified the body first? I thought you would have known that if you were cousins of the young lady. It, it was her brother. Oh, uh, Robbie. Ronnie. Uh, Ralph, I think. Ralph. <laughs> we're not a terribly close family, you see. And um, the police called him in, did they? I believe he contacted them. Oh. Oh, wasn't on duty at the time. He turned up here apparently fearing that his sister's body might have been washed up. Something of a long shot, wasn't it? Not if you know Greenwich Morgue, I'm afraid. People who throw themselves in often end up here, in the bend of the river. And you get a lot of young ladies? Sadly, yes. Affairs of the heart. Mm. Oh, now, if you'd care to take a seat, I shall bring the body through. You will then be able to take a brief look. Thank you. Thank you. Well? All right, I, I see where you're heading... Flora throws herself in and, if she's a decent swimmer, hauls herself out again under cover of darkness a couple of hundred yards downstream. Having taken care to establish that there were witnesses watching the jump, which was where we came in. Unfortunately, from her point of view, since you followed her over the parapet. Fools rush in. So she does a repeat performance, which this time includes the denouement of brother Ralph turning up here who then identifies any poor girl they fished out recently as his sister. Exactly. So Flora is officially deceased. Well, but why? Why did she fake her own death? That I'm not sure of yet. But perhaps we should make sure my theory is correct first. Mm. <coughs> now, I should warn you, it is often distressing to see your nearest and dearest in these circumstances... You're sure you wish to proceed? Yes, please. Very well. I shall count to three and remove the sheet. One, two, and three. You look surprised. Is your cousin much changed? Uh, yes, she is. A very great deal. Unrecognisably so. I just want to ask you a few questions about Flora Matthews. You employed her here in the bar, didn't you? Look, mate, there's a meeting started in a couple of hours. I'm a busy man. I've got to get the place ready. Just a little information, that's all. Would a quid help? Yeah. You could change it into threepenny bits and use them on the speak your weight machines. You get a load of information up there. Yeah, all right, let's call it a fiver. Show me. Go on, then. What sort of girl was she? Not your usual sort of barmaid. Someone said she came down from Nottingham. Well-to-do family and business went bust. Winning enough worker, though, till now. And she was seeing Ted Sharping. Is that right? And I hope it doesn't explain why she's missing. What's that supposed to mean? Sorry, mate, the meter's run out. Oh, you want more money? Well, let's see what I've got here. Oh, no. No, that's no cash. It's the back end of a billiard cue. Wore it down with my favourite shot, the cannon. <laughs> Are you threatening me? Yes, I am. I gave you a fiver and I want some proper answers. Who else has gone missing around Ted Sharpie? You just need to use your eyes. Right there on the track. The next box to his is empty. It belonged to Dan Pretty. Dan Pretty, yeah. And they were business rivals? Yeah, not just here. Yeah. South London generally. The whole gambling scene. 
looking to carve it up between them. Wouldn't surprise me if a different sort of carving went on. Have you mentioned that to the police? <laughs> they haven't been here. Must one gangster, more or less, to them. Now, listen. That's it. If you're going to hit me, hit me. But you're not getting another word. Ugh, don't be ridiculous. I've never struck a man who served drinks in my life. Dan Pretty. That's what the boys was trying to tell me at Madame Yanushki's. His name was Dan Pretty. And he was killed by Ted Sharping as part of Sharping's territorial ambition. Killed and dumped in Flora's room. She's got caught up in a South London gang fight. It's as simple as that. Wait a minute. Well, not quite as simple as that, surely. Are you saying that she faked her own death? Well, that she and Ralph faked her death just to get out of the way of the flying flick knives? Well, if she was scared. Oh, if she was scared, she would just take the next train back to Nottingham. No, I, no, I don't believe it. So what's your theory? Well, I'm, I don't have one. My, my head's not clear enough. I, I, think, I think it was that morgue. Susan's right. Flora has gone to an awful lot of trouble to disappear from the scene. She must be up to something, actively up to something. Question is, what? Well, how about blackmail? Blackmail? Yes. If she knows Sharping killed Dan Pretty, she's in the perfect position, isn't she? Apart from being officially dead. No, 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 that's all to the good. It means she can threaten Sharping and stay out of the way of revenge. Oh, sorry, no, you've lost me. Uh, all right, she, she can send an anonymous blackmail letter, maybe even pick up the cash, but sooner or later Sharping's going to realise it's her doing it, isn't he? I mean, who else could it be? Who else? Why do you think Flora let Sharping know she had a brother? Oh, yes. It wasn't just lover's chit-chat. Sharping is going to blame Ralph, isn't he? And he's going to find Ralph far more difficult to trace. Flora's dead, and brother Ralph disappears. Mm. The perfect plan. And then Ralph and Flora share the loot afterwards. All right. Mm. Very clever. Except, Susan, for somebody with a head cold, you're coming up with an awful lot of objections. Well, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, but <coughs> where are the signs that Sharping is actually being blackmailed? We met him last night and all we saw was grief for Flora. That's simple enough. The plan hadn't started yet. The blackmail note hadn't arrived. Yes, but it will have done by now. It'll specify a drop-off point. Probably Ralph will try to pick up the loot and... And then very likely be on the receiving end of a four-inch blade. Do you think so? Sharping isn't going to let himself be blackmailed, is he? He's too ruthless for that. And he has no sentimental attachment to Ralph, only to Flora. So we have to stop them going through with it? If we can. If it's not already too late, given that we don't even know where to find the sweet siblings. Mm, that's true. Although, actually, I think I might have an idea. Any time your lamb of way. Oh, I'm glad to see you're feeling more at home in the area. How long have we been here? An hour or so. Oh, Lambeth Odeon, showing brief encounter till Saturday. Oh, I cried buckets. I don't seem to go to the pictures very much. And you're convinced Ralph would be rooming somewhere near Flora? It makes sense, doesn't it? If you have a co-conspirator, you want them at hand. And to collect the money, he's got to come out into the open sooner or later. If he hasn't already been. Oh, that's a chance we have to take. Bill's right. Once Ralph shows his face to Sharping, he's unlikely to survive the encounter. You have a lot of faith in Bill, don't you? Of course I do. Don't you? 
Naturally, it was me who persuaded him into the agency in the first place, remember? But I think you should know, I, I believe he's rather keen on you. I beg your pardon? He mentioned it while we were out together. How he likes a bit of female company. He could equally have been talking about you. Josephine, if he'd been talking about me, he wouldn't have been talking to me. A little psychology. Oh, I'm sure you're wrong anyway. We get on, that's all. Well... That's a start, isn't it? Over there. Where? Moving between the shops. I'm sure that's Ralph. Oh, yes. Yes, you're right. Exactly the same as on the stairs. The, the hat, the overcoat. For which is a shade too warm, I would have said. This is no time to criticise his dress sense. Oh, damn, he's hailing a cab. Oh, that'll be the only one in the vicinity. Oh, look. Lord be praised, there's another further up the street. Now, that is a miracle. Oh, come on. Let's get it before anyone else does. Can you still see him? Yes. Half a dozen vehicles ahead. I, I think our driver knows what he's doing. Probably been waiting half a lifetime for the order, follow that cab. You know, Susan, what you said, I've been wondering. What, uh, about Bill? I, I probably shouldn't have mentioned it. No, about Ralph's overcoat. It isn't quite seasonal, is it? Well, perhaps he's ashamed of his suit. Perhaps, or perhaps he's ashamed of his shape. How do you mean? Well, I'm not ashamed exactly, but... Uh... Oh, Josephine, you're being annoyingly enigmatic. Well? Oh, I'm sorry, ladies. I thought I should shake. This might be a long one. He's taking the cat for road. But of course he is. Where else? Ladies and gentlemen, the next race will be starting in two minutes. Two minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Just go through that again, will you? There is no Ralph. No, it makes Flora's plan even cleverer. She's dead, and he doesn't exist. Except as Flora dressed up. Hence the family resemblance, of course. Oh, I'm kicking myself I didn't tweak that before. Don't kick yourself too hard. We just lost her again. Oh, she can't be far off. This is where she's making the pickup. The more public, the safer. Sharping's over there on his box, but he doesn't exactly look as if he's touting for business. And, if I'm not mistaken, that's the croupier from the club beside him. So Sharping doesn't get his hands dirty, probably. Oh, there. Isn't that her? Heading to the back of the bar. Oh, yes, I think so. It's the only overcoat in sight, anyway. Now, then. Who have we here? Miss Daunt and Miss Dervish. Inspector Morgan. Gambling aficionados, is it? Oh, just, just a little flutter, you know, now and again. And nothing to do with the late Dan Pretty. Dan who? Oh, come now. Don't go all naive with me. Dan Pretty. South London hoodlum as was. Oh, you met him before. Underdressed and uh, on the quiet side. Oh, so you've identified the corpse. First step on the way to the killer. Race number three is about to begin. The dogs are being led to their traps. Do you have anything on this one, Inspector? Uh, no, uh, but there's a runner called Unlucky Lady, which could be either of you. So stay out of my way. With pleasure, Inspector. Come on, let's go. Damn that interruption. I've lost Flora again. She must be behind the bar building. And Sharping? No, not on his box any longer. He doesn't know what Ralph looks like. But he knows where he left his money. They're in the trap. Let's go. And 
zero. And straight after the flat is number four, Viner, and number one, Orlando. Unlucky lady just behind. Viner is the lead. Glow one bringing up the rear. Orlando. This! This shoe is the shopping hondo. Flora! 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 Stop! What? It's me, Josephine Dawn. Good disguise, Flora, but it won't be good enough. Get out of my way, Flora. Unless you drop that bag, you'll never leave the racetrack alive. Then I'll take my chance. Five thousand pounds in there. Well, are you sure? You're going to sit down and count it. I said let me past. I've had this worked out for months. You're not going to spoil it now. You're making a mistake, Flora. No, I'm not. Being poor is a mistake. Believe me. Now let me go. Well, well, well. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. And a large amount of money at stake. Aren't you more used to working the roulette tables? A rake and knife is all the same to me. Now, the ladies first or the gentlemen? Is that him? Looks like it, boss. Caught red-handed with the money. As for the other two. Oh, please, Mr. Sharping, listen Shut to up. me. You, Ralph, is it? You little worm. You tried to blackmail Ted Sharping, would you? But... Quiet. You drove your sister to kill herself, didn't you? You turned her against me. Mr. Sharping. I said be quiet. She knew what I was. She knew what business I was in. She would have put up with it too, but you turned her. And now you have the effrontery to try and blackmail me. Me, Ted Sharpin, King of South London. Kill him. At your orders, boss. No, it's Flora. <laughs> Give me that. Oh, oh, Flora, are you all right? Flora, what do you, what do you mean, Flora? What? Oh, it, it is Flora. It's you. What have I done? Oh. You nearly killed the thing you love, Mr. Sharping. But luckily, I don't think you've succeeded. Darjeeling. No sugar, of course, but with a twist of lemon. Mm. So you found one. Mm-hmm. Better late than never. Which would also apply to your saving Flora's life. If you hadn't launched yourself at the croupier... Well, at least she seems suitably grateful this time. A satisfactory outcome to the case all round, I think. Sharping and his henchmen arrested. Inspector Morgan blustering with righteous ire. The only drawback being that we went unrewarded. Ah, well, little surprise for you there. What? It's in my bag. So, how's your tea? Mmm, delicious. Bill, you're really getting the hang of this. My pleasure. Yes. I mean, is it? There you are. Not a fortune, but better than nothing. Forty pounds. Good God and Islanders. Where did you get it from? As they were leading Sharping away, I managed to have a look in the holdall. Mostly waste paper, as I expected. But this was lying on top. But, Susan, that's theft. Josephine, we deserve to be paid. And this time, Sharping can't demand anything for his money. I don't know. What do you think, Bill? She's right. We have an agency to run. So you just sip your tea, and I'll away to the bank. Really? Well, I I suppose so. I'll see you later, ladies. (laughs) What? (laughs) Putty in his hands. Who is? You are. I'm not. <laughs> oh, I don't know. What do you think, Bill? <laughs> that was episode two of Daunt and Dervish by Guy Meredith. Josephine Daunt was played by Anna Massey and Susan Dervish by Imelda Staunton. Bill Mackey was played by Bill Patterson. Ted Sharping by Bill Nye, Flora by Helen Longworth, 
Inspector Morgan by Johan Meredith, Madame Januski by Carolyn Jones, and the manager and croupier by Jonathan Keeble. The director was Janet Whitaker.